Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi everybody, this is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bêche, meaning digger. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome along. It's another edition of the Cricket Badger. England against England. England against England. England against India. Daily podcast as we go through this series. And we're nearly at the end of it. We've only got one test match left. It feels a little bit like Boxing Day or the day after the night before today after a terrific test match at the Oval. India are taking a 2-1 lead into uh, the final test match Old Trafford starting on Friday. And to help me talk about that, ask a few questions that have come in off uh, the tweets and also any comments you have today. You can uh, add comments onto the feed and we'll try and get to them if we can over the next 40 minutes. But Naman Anand, welcome along to the podcast today. Um, didn't have you on yesterday, Naman. You're always the height of positivity, you. Even if India are 600 runs behind in a test match, you can still somehow find a way for them to get back into it but you must be delighted this morning 2-1 up one to play yes pretty much and uh, like to be honest I always believed that India is a world class bowling attack and uh, I always uh, believe in like uh, chasing on fifth day no matter how the wicket is it is always going to deteriorate so even 200 runs are difficult and they like of uh, you are seeing how England batting is struggling and uh, pressure of chasing is always going to be on the other players. So when Joe Root is not contributing, it's already 100, 150 runs minus. So uh, it was a huge pressure. Uh, but overall, I felt likes of Pope and all were the positive signs uh, for England uh, going ahead. But uh, at least they should have showed some intent after getting an opening partnership, 80 for no loss on the fourth day. But uh, after the first session, it was just uh, done and dusted but you kudos to the bowlers I mean uh, Jasprit Bumrah is playing since the Australia tour and just bowling so many overs again and again and also after IPL uh, it was a huge 
they played at least first half and uh, again then WTC final and this four test matches in a row it's a daunting task and again he'll be playing the World Cup and IPL fitness levels are just uh, amazing uh, even Anderson at this age is setting high standards uh, not even only for England players he's an example for cricketers all over the world so it's just amazing what Red Bull cricket brings into play uh, at uh, not only skill at the skill level but also the fitness level as well yeah I'm exhausting just watching it and uh, they're, <laughs> they're, play, they're playing the thing and Ant um, you're on yesterday but I was thinking overnight kind of two very contrasting fortunes for the captains in this series with the bat in hand Joe Root is absolutely winning the battle he's about 360 346 runs ahead I think in terms of the uh, the runs they've scored in this series but he must still look across to the Indian dressing room with a little bit of envy because it seems to me that Virat Kohli I think A has got the better side on paper I think India 1 to 11 are the better team but they've got this mission haven't they they want to win they want to beat England in England um, and they're very very focused on that whereas I think I think England have maybe just got a little bit tired maybe lost a bit of focus would you agree? To me, I think it's all about the bowling. Dale Stain, I think, had a tweet out today, which where he said the batting wows the spectators, but the bowling actually wins you matches. That's where I think Virat Kohli stands, because if you look at this bowling attack, the difference between the current team and if you look at teams in the past is this bowling attack. And that's why there is that that vigor to go and get as many wins as you can. The bowling attack is full of people who have some experience. I think Siraj and Thakur are the two people who don't have a ton. Everybody else, so Ishant has played a lot, Omesh has played a lot. So has Bumra now with 24, 25 odd tests. Uh, and Shami, of course. So all of these guys have a lot of experience and they bring a lot of vigor in there, right? So I think from Kohli's standpoint, this is a perfect time to actually go ahead and get this done. I don't know whether it's tiredness. To me, Root is maybe missing a couple of people. And also, he's not getting a lot of support in the batting. Uh, I think if he gets, you know, if he got a little more support in the batting, I think things could be different. And we have seen this series is fairly close. Uh, so, you know, England playing in England, you certainly give them that little little bit of advantage just playing in home conditions. I almost think the bowling has been decent. Now that it comes down to the batting, unfortunately, for England. Uh, well, I mean, it's been a long problem for England, the batting. Um, I think there are a couple of positive signs. I think Hasib Hamid has come in and shown that if he can carry on on the same career trajectory, he's going to be very useful useful for England at the top of the order. Two century partnerships between him and Burns and they seem to gel quite nicely together and I think David Milan looks a far more solid pair of hands at number three. So there are potentially a few little positives for England in the batting stakes but the fact that Joe Root is so far ahead of anybody else in that England side in terms of the runs has to be a concern I think for him and Chris Silverwood going forward particularly obviously now after Old Trafford next next stop the Ashes isn't it and uh, the Australians are going to give them no charity down under so that's going to be a, an interesting one. Fast has been on and uh, he's basically saying with rain predicted on three days at Old Trafford is it actually worth staging the fifth test can England force a result well I mean the only thing I'd say with that Vasanth is um, having lived in England all of my life I know what weather forecasts are like and they do change and I think the forecast even the forecast for uh, Old Trafford over the last couple of weeks has changed a little bit it's got a little bit better than it was it looked like it was going to be five days of torrential rain if you go back about ten days but now it's uh, light rain and the chances of rain on certain times so you never know by the time we get to Friday it might look a completely different beastie I mean I've got my blinds shut at the moment I'm living um, I'm in Yorkshire it's 26 degrees here today and it's bright sunshine 
So uh, you never know what this English weather is going to bring because about three days ago it was freezing cold here and grey and drizzly. So uh, English weather is not something you can rely on at all, uh, Vasant. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Just going back to Kohli though, Naman, I always used to be a little bit critical of Virat Kohli. Um, I felt that the heart and his sleeve kind of attitude in your face with umpires a little bit. Even if he was just saying, hello, Mr. Umpire, it's very nice to see you. It's his kind of his body language is a little bit aggressive. He leans into them and it always looks maybe worse than it is. But I think over this series, he's shown that certainly since 2018, when India were last here, he's a far more rounded captain. I think he's got his tactics a little bit more clued up. Maybe they've done a little bit more homework in the you know in the run up to this series. He's got some good men around him as well in Rohit Sharma and Najinki Rahani and stuff. Would you agree, Naman, that he, he seems to be a, a, a better captain in Test cricket these days than maybe I gave him credit for 12 months ago? And also, it's like uh, what you love brings out the most from you. He is a crazy fan of Red Bull cricket and the passion what we see of him coming out in Red Bull cricket is much more compared. I won't say a lot more, but it is a complete different Kohli in red ball cricket because he's too much passionate about uh, test cricket and you have heard in the in his speeches also and uh, to be honest he has learned from various captains as well uh, he is playing uh, along with Fab Five as well Seva Ganguly he, uh, also then uh, Dhoni then everyone is he is a learner so he has grabbed a lot of things and uh, only then he has evaluated and uh, he has played in uh, all over the world whether in Africa Australia he is a learner and it is coming coming out of him coming out of him and also along with Shastri gelling up well and um, the pool of players as you have mentioned he has got uh, what he wants and also he's a good huge fan of uh, fast bowlers more than spinners so and he's delivering that on top of it and uh, also uh, according to him the fitness standards which he has raised not only the skills uh, only about scoring runs in domestic and you will be straight away recruited it's not like that uh, you will see Varun Chakravati likes of Pant also asked to reduce Use their weight. They, they did not entertain anyone. No matter how many six you will uh, uh, hit in the domestic. So it's the star bar he has raised, and uh, it's hard to cross and uh, those standards. And you are getting the result right now. What he has done in last four to five years. I've seen his celebrations for wickets and uh, and victories in this series. If it turns into a victory at Old Trafford, I don't think how high he's going to jump because he's going to be a rather excitable Virat Kohli in Manchester. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls.
Jacob Lunn. And Jacob is a very special member of the Cricket Badger family. If you remember, Jacob actually uh, did the uh, little jingles that go onto the uh, on, onto the podcast. Um, so, Jacob, it's good to have you with us um, today. And he's saying, is, is there anybody in county cricket who you'd like to see play for England? I'll go first with that. And uh, if you've two have got any ideas, then obviously jump on the back. I, think, um, I mean, Jacob, you're a Somerset supporter. Tom Abel, I think, is somebody who I haven't seen a huge amount of playing, but I've seen him interviewed and I've seen I've heard so many good reports about him, seen his record as well, which is getting better. You know, some people look at his overall career record and he's averaging in the 30s. But if you actually look at his record over the last sort of two or three years, even he's going up every single year and seems to be understanding his game better. He was given the Somerset captaincy at a very young age as well. So there's obviously a, a deal of maturity um, already in in Tom Abel. So he, he's one, I think, who is definitely somebody who, if he can, well, even if he can crack test cricket is a potential uh, replacement for, for Joe Root as captain because he's uh, obviously got it uh, in, in, in between the years as well. Um, I think uh, Josh Bohannon at Lancashire is somebody who keeps churning out runs. I think he looks a, a decent prospect as well. Um, and I've not heard too much about um, Verdi at Surrey, the spinner, um, this summer. Maybe the conditions haven't been conducive and and he hasn't been playing too much white ball cricket, which seems to have kind of centred um, across the county season. But um, Verdi at Surrey is somebody who again I've heard a lot of good reports from uh, I'm sure if he continues the same way then you never know and, and yeah, Matt Parkinson as well is somebody from Lancashire who was being talked about ahead of this test match on his home ground at Old Trafford as somebody that could come on and maybe just give that I mean I've heard the phrase point of difference in the bowling attack so many times over this summer because the one thing that England didn't have during uh, this last test match was a point of difference well they had Moen Ali who was very expensive and they had four bowlers that were very similar um, and I think if you start to have a look at maybe a leg spinner or just look for somebody that's a little bit different in that bowling attack it might uh, it might uh, actually help Joe Root have a little bit of variety even if it's just for one session it might just make a bit of a difference um, I'm going to go to you two anybody that stands out from you from what from your I mean you're in the States Anand and uh, you're in uh, Mumbai Naman but anybody that you've heard of that you'd like to see I wish I got to see a lot more county cricket than I actually do right now I, in the States I don't think we get to see anything at all what we get to see is the international matches, but I am an avid cricket reader, right? So I actually wanted to get your opinion on this. The couple of names that we had heard, you know, before this season, maybe even last year, we heard a lot about Will Jack, and I don't know whether he is more in the T20 mold or is he more uh, a, a you know, a four-day or five-day player. I mean, Will Jack's Tom Banton probably falls into the set, a similar boat of being two players who have initially made their name certainly in white ball in T20. Okay. Will Jack's, I mean, there's been a few um, innings that he's played that have been ridiculously explosive. And, um, I mean, he made his name initially, I think, on, was it an overseas tour or something where he, he basically smashed about 10 sixes in a T20 innings? It was ridiculous. But... I, in terms of their county championship background, I think they, they've got to grow into that. And it might be that they, they don't want to. Yeah, I mean, the the, the, the world's the oy- their oyster, isn't it? For a, a Tom Banton who can club quick 50s, he can make a lot of money um, not even bothering about Red Bull cricket. He does do. He plays for, plays for Somerset in the Red Bull as well. But, you know, you wonder about some of the young players coming through from now on about how much they're going to be thinking about the rigours of test cricket and how much they're going to be thinking about getting a big bank balance. And that might change 
change. Well, Banton looks very exciting, but obviously he doesn't look like somebody who's going to jump into the test team. But probably white ball, he seems like he's got a lot of talent out there. The other guy who I was curious about tests and, you know, I was curious, maybe actually in, in on a surface similar to what we just played on, Matt Parkinson, who we just mentioned, you know, looks like he gives the ball a big tweak. So again, another person who would be great. I know he's not really, he hasn't really played for test cricket for England, but gives it a big rip would be interesting to see him go out there I, I think he'll go to Australia um, whether he'll play in Australia will pro- uh, you know, I guess depends on how adventurous they are and how they go but you know he's a bowler who uh, he's got a lot about him at the start of this county season he was taking a lot of wickets for Lancashire in the county championship he's uh, I mean he came to the fore initially as a T20 bowler for Lancashire but yeah he's got he's got a bit about him I, I'd like to see him um, I'm, I'm, I'd, to be honest I'd quite like to have seen him in this test match in this next test match and just give him a go um, because you, you're not going to learn anything about anybody carrying drinks or or not playing uh, he spent the whole winter in the bubble didn't play there either you know in Sri Lanka or India yeah as I say you don't learn anything about anybody you know chuck him in sink or swim you know tell him he's on the plane to Australia regardless of how he does in the in the final test match and it maybe takes a bit of pressure off and go out there and just say bowl as you do for Lancashire give it a real rip there's there's another one who just comes to mind as well Jacob who is uh, Harry Brook of uh, Yorkshire got a lot of um, big raps in the T20 Blast and the 100 but he's also he, he posted a, a, a very hard earned century for, for Yorkshire yesterday at Scarborough in the win against Somerset he's a player with a huge potential Harry Brook is and he's somebody who I would like personally to see get another year under his belt in county cricket um, because I think sometimes we pluck them out too early they play I mean it'd be like Zach Crawley isn't it you pluck them out because they've got potential you throw them in they ultimately fail and you bin them off and they're kind of their, their careers maybe gone back four years whereas you know maybe give them a couple of years grounding in counter cricket and get to know their game and maybe suffer a little bit of adversity away from the spotlight of the test arena before you actually get uh, in into that spotlight so but harry harry brook is definitely somebody for the future um now Monday, you've got anybody up in your mind yes uh, i was about to mention harry brook and uh, i guess uh, libe is in a great form in county championship as well as nick gobins is doing good and uh, as you have mentioned Tom Abel but what as you have mentioned earlier uh, like it's not about that team is not performing and it's all about replace replace is the option I what I feel is like uh, right now uh, too much uh, focus is on white ball uh, say if uh, likes of Besto or Moin Ali are hitting uh, three sixes in a row okay you have been recruited for red ball yeah. cricket so it's all about the roadmap for one or two years and this is these are the pool of cricketers which we want for two years in red ball cricket and may no matter what whether they fail or work on their skills and likes of James Bracey I feel for him like only two test matches and he's nowhere right now they flew Josh, Josh Butler back uh, from India uh, I guess he also played two matches against Sri Lanka replacing Ben Fox uh, so I don't see these uh, players around uh, so uh, you also might have seen uh, Jason Roy played against Ireland Yeah, he was just uh, finding the ball he was nowhere near red ball so I feel right now the it should be all about roadmap and just not uh, replace because England is not performing well they need to identify skills uh, is what I believe. You're going to wind me up here now, man. We could have a three-hour podcast if, we, if we're not careful. My mantra is don't pick a test team on white ball form. It's been very difficult for England to avoid that this summer because they just left a massive hole in the season where there wasn't any red ball. So that was possibly unavoidable but it's not the wisest thing in the world to do you want to basically get people demanding selection playing the same format you want to get them smashing 400s back to back to back to back or taking 30 wickets in in four games and 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 sticking their hand up and saying I want to play for England um, and that's the way to demand selection for the test team not hit a nice pretty 33 with three sixes in it for um, northern supercharges or something 
also the I think there's a big um, I, th- I think David Milan's a very good case study on this actually that having somebody who's experienced test cricket who has maybe failed I mean that's all relative I mean I think probably all three of us would take David Milan's initial career in a test team because uh, you know averaging high 20s fair enough it's not it's not world beating but um, he's played for his country fair play but he's gone away three years he's been playing white ball cricket he's made himself into a better player he's moved to Yorkshire he's he, he's stated that he wants wanted to get back into that test team he possibly thought that chance had gone but now he's got that second bite at the cherry and he comes in with yeah, nothing to lose really because it's a, it's a chance he probably thought he wasn't going to get but I think there's definite merit for taking somebody who has been there seen it done it maybe failed understands the challenges understands how hard it can be understands how intrusive it can be in terms of cameras from every single angle and newspapers wanting comment and all of the all of the rest of it he's gone away for three years decided that he's still hungry wants it wants a little bit more but he's kind of prepared for it this time isn't he because he knows what's going to come and I think that possibly makes it a little bit easier for him I don't know about how you feel about that Adams but I think maybe somebody who hasn't necessarily set the world alight first time around who's able to then go and regroup and come back it's probably a stronger call than somebody who is just plucked out of oblivion who's never tasted international cricket before I completely agree because I think test cricket is hard I mean let's forget what the Lord Shardul has done so far in his fourth test but this is not normal for people Uh, it is test cricket is very tough and you have to give people a chance you know especially if they've gone worked on their techniques and they're coming back we've seen what came Rahul has done. He got dropped from the squad for a bit. He's come back in. He's tightened up the technique. He's done well. We saw what Virat did actually after England in 2014. He came back with a slightly tweaked technique, was able to do well. So I actually think, you know, in test cricket, it's good rather than chopping and changing to give them a bit of a long run so that they can get used to things. Uh, I definitely am not a big fan of, you know, you add somebody and drop them in a couple of tests because you could destroy a cricketer that. Thanks for your question, Jacob. And stay listening to the podcast. It's good to have you on, on board and on the podcast as well, Jacob. You are listening to the Cricket Badger Podcast. I've got a question here from uh, Manny Vallant who says, um, Jack Leach will replace Anderson, in his opinion. Arrest for Anderson. What are your thoughts, James? He says, and that, if I can just zip up another question here. Um, Vassant's also asking a very similar thing about Jack Leach, about how the England team maybe will uh, kind of present itself on Friday at Old Trafford. I think there's two, two factors here. Obviously, England are... A, a, a test match down in this series. England have to win this test. India don't. India can bat out all five days if they want. They can rack up 863 and just walk away and quite happy with life. But England have got a little bit of rain around potentially. They need to win this test match and they need to pick a team which is attacking. It, may, it might, I'd, I'd prefer to see England pick an attacking side and go for it and fall flat on their faces than pick a defensive side and then not have the ammunition for Joe Root to throw at India when they get on top. We saw in that last test match, there were a few little very pivotal sessions where India got away from England when they possibly shouldn't have done because Joe Root didn't have any any point of difference bowler for that phrase again. So I, I'd like to see them play two spinners at Old Trafford, whether they think it's going to turn or not. Old Trafford has a history of turning. Get Jack Leach back in there. Moen Ali often finds himself far more comfortable as a second spinner. You, know, you tell Moen Ali he's the second spinner, put Jack Leach in as the first spinner, you'll probably get a load more out of Moen Ali as well because he won't feel the glare of the, uh, of, of, you know, of the spotlight on him. He'll think that he's uh, going to go under the 
radar a little bit and probably just relax and bowl better as well. So I think um, having having those two in the tide certainly wouldn't do England any harm. What, what do you reckon, Naman? In, in terms of you from an Indian, what would you least like England to do in terms of their selection? Just like I am feeling that uh, Ashwin was not part of the any of the matches till now. Uh, similarly, I feel for Leach, uh, like he should have played at least two test matches and uh, uh, England relied too much on uh, likes of Anderson and swing deliveries and everything. But uh, India struggled against Leach back in, the, uh, in our home. Uh, so Leach should have played and uh, the kind of tosses and he gives that loop to the uh, ball, uh, he could be dangerous. So he should have played at least two matches, according to me. And he should definitely play uh, the last match because I have seen in Lancashire, uh, Parkinson has a huge role to play in the counties. He picks wicket at least three to four in every inning. So definitely there's turnout there and average score is around 300. So there's something for everyone. Anderson, uh, also it's home ground for him. So I doubt whether he'll be sitting because it's uh, like a decider for England whether to draw or not. I, I agree with you to an extent, but he looks very tired and there isn't much time between these test matches and you've got to think about his his um, physical well-being I guess as well and, and England's chances in the ashes you know Anderson's going to be a big part of that and even though there's a few weeks between that and the, the plane setting off for Australia the last thing you want to do is in this final test match Anderson having been caned to death for the first four test matches suddenly goes down with an injury that keeps him out for six months and maybe ends his career doesn't it you know you, you might not see him coming back from that so I would be a little bit careful with Jimmy, to be honest. I don't think I'd necessarily just wheel him straight back out. Would you, Anand? I think you need to be very careful with how you deal with Jimmy Anderson. Actually, I think it goes on both sides. Bumrah has gone also four tests in a row. He has bowled the most number of overs from an Indian context. And there's a rumor. There's a rumor from the Indian camp that he's going to sit, sit the last one out as well, isn't there? Yeah, and that's what I was thinking because they set Shami out. Shami has been bowling well, so I think Shami's been rested. So I suspect Shami comes in. If Bumrah can play, you definitely want him to play. The same thing goes with Anderson. You need to figure out where he stands. Anderson at this point really should know how his body feels. If Anderson can play and if he feels fit, then you definitely get Anderson. See, I, 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 I take your point, and he's vastly experienced, and he does know how his body feels, but I don't think the player is the right judge in, in its isolation because he's going to want to play, isn't he? Well, true, but at 39, he probably should know where he's, he is right now. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a young buck who was 25 who wanted to play every test match. And he's had, you know, I think early in his career, he went through some injury issues, right? He was out of the team for quite a bit. So I feel that he should know. But this is where the coaching staff also comes in. That Silverwood was a pace bowler. He knows how he should yeah. treat his bowlers. And the thing is as well, Alan, he's, I mean, Jimmy's not just um, had to bowl a lot of overs and he's actually had to spearhead the attack on his own he's got a young Ollie Robinson who he's, he's probably having to kind of mentor to some degree as well through this series he's been without Joffrey he's been out without Stuart Broad he's been without Ben Stokes Ollie Stone Chris Wokes for most of the series as well so he has been the experienced hand at Joe Root's disposal so that's going to be tiring as well isn't it yeah I, I'm sure it is but you know one thing that does work for England is Vokes Vokes is really good so seven mm-hmm. wickets and what 70 odd runs 68 odd runs in the last test but Vokes as a bowler I think can take over that lead man lower from Jimmy as well. You know Robinson's good and hopefully Robinson being a young buck 
can really go on for the fifth test in a row. But Vokes can take over and then you bring in Wood for that point of difference. Some pace, see how that goes, you know, and that could potentially be a decent combination for England as well if if Anderson can't go. Yeah, I reckon Chris Vokes would have played a lot more test cricket if he wasn't such a nice bloke because I reckon, you know, you've got a selection dilemma. You're you're picking sort of two of um, Wokes, Anderson and Broad for, you know, trying to rotate. You're picking two of those. Chris Wokes is far the easier one to tell he's he's not playing, isn't he? Jimmy will be grumpy. Stuart Broad will throw the... um, throw his toys out of the pram Chris Wokes will just go yes and then probably be disappointed inside So, but he had a superb return didn't he to uh, the international arena our friends our friends at the uh, Edges and Sledges podcast we were having a little bit of banter on the uh, Twitter feed because I was saying it was going to be the draw on day five well they didn't agree and they went for an Indian win and now they're gloating so I'll show that just to show that I have no ill feeling about losing that uh, particular battle on the Twitter and Fasanth comes up with an interesting point here actually about um, the analysts and their role in, in selecting players from county cricket I mean every single ball of county um, county cricket is now rec- Recorded, logged, um, is there to kind of play back um, and picking out fresh blood. I mean, you don't, you, as a selector, you don't actually have to go and sit physically and watch them. There's all of the streams around these days. You can then get the analysts. You know, you could say, I watched the stream the other day. I don't know, for, for picking somebody out of the air, Josh Bohannon. I, went, I watched the stream of Lancashire the other day. I felt he was a bit loose outside the off stump. This isn't against Josh Bohannon. I'm just using it as an example. And you could then say to the analyst, give me every play and miss outside of the off stump. And he'll just be able to give you a, a DVD with all of that on or an MP4 with all of that on and you'll be able to sit and actually think well, yeah well is, would that actually work in test cricket and actually make really proper judgments that's how it's supposed to work um strategy for india now man going into this uh, final test vasant's uh, asking about maybe india's thought press process going into this because there's a danger isn't there that if you go in two one up and you play too defensively minded and try and protect a lead that's when you maybe play poorer cricket and lose the lead. As far as this team goes, uh, it's going to be no mercy that I am sure with. Uh, and uh, to be honest, what I my gut feeling says is that they are going to use Ashwin as a trump card in this match uh, because it's just four test match and in this decider. If Bumrah is not playing, uh, then for sure I feel uh, Shami will need some uh, backing if uh, he is the strike bowler and he'll be needing uh, Ashwin's backup and also with too many left-handers we have spoken up enough about Ashwin but uh, with 2-1 I feel that uh Kohli would like to attack and uh, we have tried and tested too much with Rahane right now. I feel for him like uh, nothing is working for him right now. So it and Shardul likes of Jadeja and Ashwin. Maybe India would have would give a chance to this lower order to contribute and uh, maybe play Ashwin with uh, one extra bowler as well. And uh, it will be a huge responsibility on Pant as well. But uh, I feel three fast bowlers along with Shardul, Jadeja and Ashwin uh, is what I mentioned in our WhatsApp group also uh, would do and uh, it's attitude as I if it's going to be fierce and uh, batting lineup won't change much. Maybe either could if Vihari comes in, it, it will be only in place of uh, Pujara. I feel they either or or it will be in between them. Uh, but I I still don't. I really want to introduce Kai somewhere in this uh, test series because uh, the kind of form he is in, he could be turn out to be an X factor, especially uh, in that lower order with uh, just few whacks here and there, and it will be all uh, like. You, you, you nodded Naman when I said you shouldn't pick um, test teams off white ball form, and Scott Sky's form uh, is white ball, isn't it? I do understand. I I. 
yes uh, i agree to that but uh, he has had a far more experience in red ball cricket as well it's not that he is only playing white ball cricket he is a 30 year old and he has played a lot of ranji trophy is captain of uh, mumbai team and it's not that he is only playing white ball cricket likes of bairstow and mohin ali i do not see them too much in the county cricket uh, we see them more in the t20s and the odis so this is the difference and i so likes so of you directly connect with the players who want to do well uh, malan came and in just 3 overs he played and yes uh, we got a positive vibe that yes he is here to stay in the 11 with hamid we directly connected but in this four test matches we are still not able to digest what bairstow and mohin are doing still in this uh, so it's all about the connection and the presence of that player in red ball cricket my job on this is to stir you up now man you 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 reacted to it beautifully just then alans um i mean if if i try and sort of twist that initial question to Naman, which is about being too defensive. I mean, Virat Kohli is all about attack. I mean, Naman is exactly right. I can imagine Virat Kohli saying to this team, "We're going to go for three-one here." No, no Indian captain's ever won three Test matches in an Indian se- in an English series before. He's drawn level with Kapil Dev now on two wins. He'll want that that third victory. So he goes down as the captain. He'll want that, and he'll want his team to go out and get that for him. But is there a danger he could maybe go a bit too gung ho and and make the mistakes of Headingley? There's no such thing as too gung ho. Come on, it's Virat Kohli. You got to take the, the take Kohli as he is. This man is ready to go. He's always aggressive. He has mentioned even before during his interviews that he would he would rather risk a loss. Uh, rather than try to play for a draw so he wants to be aggressive i think kohli is going to be aggressive i think india is going to play five bowlers but the only one difference where i see with what naman mentioned was the lord he had a great match i think ashwin should replace him in the next in the <gasps> next test Alan, you know, he, Alan talent, you've, you've been you've been drooling over Lord Takur all I, all the way through the last five days. Know, now you're Rohit's dropping it. Rohit's my boy. So is Shahzal. But you know, the Lord he he had an excellent performance. Based depending on how the pitch looks at Old Trafford, <laughs> I would think you get Ashwin in. <laughs> you need Vihari instead of Jade, instead of Rahane. You cannot go in with just five batsmen. I think you need six batsmen but, in there. And I would I would rather put put Ashwin in there and Vihari instead of Rahane. The Lord, you know. It was a great performance. He's going to come back. And I'm sure you never have dis, um, disappointed your parents. But if you had, they would have had the face that Naman has on the screen next to you, just <laughs> shaking his head in complete disbelief there. Naman, I mean, Lord Sakura's undroppable now, isn't he? No way. After scoring 250s, picking up Root and in series decider where no one is scoring even 10 runs. It's difficult to get even a, like 10 to 11 runs and he's just whacking it. And it's not just the first time he has done it in the earlier test. as well and his presence matters a lot and more than that confidence uh, and uh, as i mentioned it's not about uh, just you want to replace rahane just because he's not playing it's all about the balance what team is needing right now and uh, lower order to be honest is contributing not only with the ball uh, bat but also with the runs umesh yadav bumrah are scoring those 25 30 runs as well so no way uh, like if kohli <laughs> Cannot even uh, think of it of uh, dropping him. Not even Shastri. That Naman's absolutely, absolutely devastated and disappointed in you, <laughs> Anand. You go and hang your head in shame. Well, You're you got to look disgrace. at the balance of the You're team. Absolute disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, my love for the Lord Thakur has not changed. He is still the man. I just think you got to look at the balance of the team, and I don't think you can play him if, if it's a spinning wicket. Now, if it's a green wicket, I would still play Shah. and I sent the badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle if you would like to get in touch with the cricket badger podcast then tweet at cricket underscore badger 
we've done Jacob's question off Twitter, but Mohan has been on as well. He's talking about Jack Leach and about the forecast. We've covered that really, Mohan, but thank you very much for your questions. Um, Ollie's been on. He's saying, what's England's aim for the test team going forward now that they are probably not going to make the final of the World Test Championship? Well, Ollie is one of our badges on, on one of the other uh, tournaments that we do. And Ollie is renowned for being a little bit glasses half empty. So the, the kind of comment there about England not being able to make the World Test Championship final is probably a little bit premature, um, but it's certainly not the best of starts, is it, losing the first series, albeit against possibly the team that you play in the final if you were to make it. If, if we do assume the, the basis of his question to be true, and England haven't got the World Test Championship to play for, uh, are you just kind of building a side? I mean, you can't, you can't really answer that question on that basis, can you? England England have got a focus on the World Test Championship, Alan, haven't they? Uh, absolutely. And I also think, you know, in this doom and gloom, and this happens a lot with Indian fans too, I think the last, the test before this, you know, everybody was like, this is the oh. worst India team ever. Uh, we got to keep things in perspective. This is still a decent English team. I, I saw somebody on Twitter, Alan, say after the um, win at Headingley for England, I could play my grandma in this Indian side and uh, it wouldn't make them any worse. And this, and, and there is that lurch and that same person, I've not checked this, but that same person is probably now saying that <laughs> India are the best thing since sliced bread and England are absolutely awful. People just lurch from one extreme to the other. And that that's where, you know, people got to keep a little perspective. You know, this English team still has a lot of talent. We're just in the emergence of Ollie Robinson out of nowhere, right? So he has had a magnificent start. Vokes, if Anderson kind of slowly bows out, Vokes is there to take over take up that slack and we've seen quite a few talents in there so Hasib Hamid another person who you know we could look and say okay is he going to you know take this forward so I mean I think there's still some some daylight here in the world test championship while you got to concentrate on that's not the only goal right you also want a great test team you want to play great test series like this I was going to say while she was, I was thinking about Tolly's question while she was talking there and surely the World Test Championship is a bit of a red herring because now I mean, you, you basically pick the best team and try and win every single match, don't you? Regardless. Yes. Uh, so, yes, you are 100% right there. But uh, yes, it is all about WTC championship and everything. But uh, looking at, as I mentioned earlier, it's all about the roadmap, uh, the impact what England is having right now with the white ball cricket. I feel the mindset is not there uh, with the red ball cricket. And it's just, uh, yes, Wokes can come in. Uh, uh, it's not about it is England losing right now and the fans are hurt. It is the way the teams are losing. It is more hurting like a hundred all out or maybe losing seven to eight wickets in a cluster. It's all about the way the teams are losing. And um, yes, WTC Championship is going to be there in uh, next two years and they are going to play home and away matches. Uh, but it's all about the focus and the county championship. The domestic championship needs more uh, focus and the talents playing over there like likes of Matt Parkinson not only this year he's been bowling since so long like 4 to 5 years he might have bowled 200 to 300 overs but he is still not featured for England in red ball cricket he travelled to Sri Lanka he travelled to India Uh, but this is what I want it's yes maybe you won't play in the final maybe India won't it's not guaranteed that India is winning right now so India might feature over there but where you are standing when you are not in the final but yes you fought well you were there in top 4 maybe top 3 you have uh, players in your red ball cricket team and uh, this are the pool and I will we'll be go proceeding with them and these are the, our future totally agree and a fair play to everybody through that answer that we never mentioned the Ashes once because some people will think that's the priority regardless from England's perspective but we didn't actually mention that 
that once. Um, I think also the fact that we haven't had any Lions tours and things like that, which is, again, hampers of other countries too, but that is a natural progression. A lot of the players that are in the current, the youngsters in the current England side are players that have impressed at county level, had their trips with the Lions and played Lions matches in England and then gone on and, uh, and, and yeah, already had a bit more of a grounding when they've got into the test team because they've played overseas before. And there's a couple of years been missed out of that cycle now. So we'll see how that works out. And as I say, that, that's for all of the sides as well. Can I mention one point though? One thing that also English fans can take a look at is how exciting this bowling attack is. I know the batting people pay attention to because it vows the spectators as Dean said. Stone, Archer, Wood, Vokes, Robinson, uh, for some matter, even Orton, while he wasn't as good as Robinson, he was fairly decent. I mean, this is a team that's got some a lot of bowling talent. That's going to win you test matches. Uh, I know that Archer's hurt right now and, you know, Broad's hurt and stuff like that. But this is a very good bowling attack. And I think that English, the English test team will be in more test matches, uh, you know, than not. Uh, they have chances to win uh, a, a lot more than, uh, you know, what it seems like. Again, one test match or two test matches doesn't mean it's 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 really that bad a team as uh, people are making it up. He's a wise old, old owl, Anand Beaker. And if you're English and listening to that, that's probably wise words as well um, to take into account. There are some good aspects coming out of this series from England. I think Hamid is one. Milan's return to international cricket, uh, test cricket is another. And Ollie Robinson and the bowlers, Chris Wopes coming back to fit. There are some positives, despite the fact that plenty of negatives at the same time. Um, but we won't dwell on those now. Naman and Anand, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you, everybody, for all of your questions, whether they came in on the Facebook page or on the uh, on the Twitter feed, etc. Thank you for all of those. We'll be back again tomorrow as we go. In fact, we're going to take tomorrow off. We're going to take tomorrow off the podcast and return the day before Thursday, the day before the fifth test. And we'll go all the way through the uh, fifth test and we'll finish with a big party. Some awards to give out. But um, we have uh, enjoyed having... Well, We've enjoyed four test matches. We've got another one to come. And of course, we'll be back every day throughout that. I've been James the Cricket Badger, and I will see you again on Thursday. Sports Social Podcast Network.